Hello everyone and welcome to the Old Ways for the New Age podcast where we are embracing ancient ways of being and opening our hearts to the magic in everyday life. I am your host Christy, founder of Bohemian Farmhouse and Midnight Kin. In this show we will discuss topics like living slowly with ritual and with reverence for the earth and our bodies, herbal wisdom and plant spirit stories, traditional ways of life and have conversations with change makers who step lightly on the earth. Join us as we romance the ordinary, re-enchant our own lives with plant magic and get ourselves back to the garden. everyone and welcome to the old ways of the new age podcast where we are embracing ancient ways of being and opening our hearts to the magic of everyday life. I am your host Christy, founder of Bohemian Farmhouse and Midnight Kin. Today we have the pleasure of talking with Hannah Forrest. Hannah is an intuitive herbalist and naturopath and she runs her clinic in the apothecary of our flagship store on Tambourine Mountain. Hannah offers herbalist and naturopathic sessions custom tea blending, flower essence readings, and intuitive holistic sessions. She approaches health and well-being from a truly holistic perspective, incorporating astrology and herbal energetics, folk herbal medicine, as well as more evidence-based clinical naturopathy. Welcome to the podcast, Hannah. Hi. It's good to have you on. So let's just jump right in and we'll start with what is your sun, moon and rising sign and maybe even your human sign. Okay, so I am a Capricorn sun, a Libra moon and a Leo rising and my human design, in human design, I'm a generator. So I actually didn't know about the Leo rising, but that, or maybe I did and I forgot, but that actually makes a lot of sense. Um, <laughs> Definitely you my more gregarious side, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. You have like a immediate energy of like a warm sort of friendly enveloping kind of way about you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you feel that that actually relates and shows up in your day-to-day life? Well, definitely I have the kind of structuring kind of mind like a Capricorn and I I exhibit a lot of the classic Capricorn, I guess, signs. Um, But with the Leo rising, I definitely think that comes into play when I'm talking with people and when I'm even doing my job, like practicing or in a session with a client. Um, And at work in particular, I definitely am more energetic and fun. And uh, then when I get home, I like to be a little hermit and that's my Capricorn side. <laughs> um, I'm still getting to know my Libra moon. That is still something kind of unfamiliar with me uh, as I'm learning more about astrology, but yeah, that's how it shows up. Interesting. Uh, and what about the human design being a generator? Uh, generator makes perfect sense for me. I set my whole life saying to people, I can't do what I'm not passionate about. I just can't do it like I just can't do something that I'm not passionate about it makes me feel absolutely terrible inside and I really struggle when I'm in something that no longer feels aligned and that then makes perfect sense for me as a generator uh, that need to be doing things that light you up yeah yeah definitely so that actually leads on to 
my next question, which is what brought you to being a herbalist? What started that passion for you? Yeah, it's interesting because a lot of people have these super long, complex stories of how they ended up working with plants. Um, and, I, and I definitely have a story. Uh, growing up, I struggled with my mental health and I struggled with my relationship with food, as did a lot of the people around me in my life. And uh, I knew, I always say when I was growing up, I wanted to be a witch or I wanted to be a spy. And I always say that I feel like naturopathy gave me both, a little bit of both. Uh, because I get to investigate health and, uh, you know, look at new research and get down to the nitty gritty um, base problem with people's health, but also I uh, get to play with plants and make up pebbles and, you know, blend teas and all of those things that give me that kind of witchy side, which I really enjoy. Uh, so I basically found herbalism at the end of my high school journey and then at that time, there was a transition in the industry where they were like most places stopped offering Western herbal medicine as, I guess, a diploma or a degree. And they transitioned more to naturopathy. So I ended up going to the one school that I could find that still offered Western herbal medicine as a course. And we had to do one compulsory uh, nutrition class. And I remember sitting there going, oh, man, this is going to suck. And (laughs) thankfully I had the most amazing lecturer for that class who totally blew my mind and just really showed me how important food was for the body and what the role that food played and nutrition played in our health. And I pretty much immediately after that subject transferred into naturopathy so that I got more of the nutrition and it just kind of spiraled from there. Amazing. I actually want to let our listeners know that Hannah brings in to work when she has clinic in the shop, the most (laughs) amazing baked goods and treats. She truly is a kitchen witch. It's just incredible. And it's always such a good day. (laughs) (laughs) It's definitely fun. It's the best. Uh, So you also have your own company that you started fairly recently, making your own teas and tonic blends. Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, so with Grown Botanicals is what it's called, and it was a journey. I have been having my own businesses from such a young age, and I've, I've done different things throughout my life, and I really believe it all kind of came together to form what it is now. And so I'm so grateful for that journey. Uh, because I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now without all of the other things that I've done in the past. And I also worked in brand promotion for a long time uh, and worked with a lot of really cool health brands and a lot of different businesses. And really, I knew that there was something I wanted to create to put out into the world that was going to help people's health. And I was just, I, I knew intuitively, I knew that I had to be patient for the perfect thing to drop in. And it did. Uh, which is hard to explain to people, um, you know, why like you're waiting for this thing, but anyone who's had the similar kind of journey will understand it completely. Um, and so now, yeah, I make herbal teas, which, you know, we're trained to do in uni through my course. I have a bachelor of health sciences, uh, in naturopathy. And so the power of herbal tea is incredible. I love 
that something so gentle and so accessible can offer so many incredible benefits. Uh, and you can use herbal teas in so many ways that aren't just drinking them too. Uh, you can use them in baths, you can use them in ritual. There's so many different, in skincare. Um, but the main thing that, I, that I'm super passionate about and I think is unique about what I do is my tonic blends. Uh, so I've been making them for myself for, yeah, well over five to eight years, I reckon I've been doing it. And they are medicinal mushroom hot chocolates, but they're more than that. They are tonics for your health. And so that's what I'm blending at the moment. And they come in powder form and people can take them home and they can experiment with them. And I love that. I also love that the base of the the tonic blends is cacao and the fact that it's like a medicinal hot chocolate. It's almost like like it is a treat. It's medicine, but it's a treat. You think of a hot chocolate and you think of being a child again and your mum making you a hot chocolate on a cold day or, you know, it just Mm -hmm. it triggers a nice, warm, safe feeling as well. So it's almost like you're not even having medicine it's just yeah it's such a lovely ritual and tell us a little bit about the um, medicinal mushrooms that you actually put in there because I know that you have a love for mushrooms as well definitely the mushroom love affair is real uh with with the tonic blends too I like the way that I like to think about them is that they're pleasure like they're pleasurable Um, and that is everything that I try to create whether it's you know, baked goods or whether it's tea or whether it's a tonic blend uh, or just an evening meal. Uh, I really believe that food should be pleasurable and a really enjoyable experience. And so that's what I go for with everything that I make. Uh, So the mushrooms, I use certified organic mushrooms that are grown in their traditional methods. Most of them, I think cordyceps is a different story, but if any of you have Google imaged how cordyceps mushrooms grow in the wild, you will feel really good about the lab cultivated ones. Most likely. <laughs> <laughs> Some people really love the super wild ones that, you know, are gnarly and grow out the heads of spiders. But for me, I quite like a lab cultivated cordyceps <laughs> personally. Um, and I like to use the uh, extract powder. So that's when the mushrooms are actually, they go through the process of dual extraction, which means that they're extracted with water and with alcohol to get all of the constituents. And then that extract is dried out. Uh, so that's what I like to do. I also like to use fruiting body mushrooms, not mycelium grown on grain. So there's a lot that goes into my mushroom selection. And then in terms of the actual mushrooms I'm using, the OG or our original tonic blend has eight different mushrooms. And so they include your classics like lion's mane, reishi, shiitake. It's also got mataki, um, a whole bunch in there. And then the rosemary refocus blend, which I'm drinking this morning to help my brain has lion's mane in particular with rosemary powder. So lion's mane is really good for sort of like cognitive ability, clarity, focus, and all that sort of thing. Um, what mushrooms are really good for the nervous system? Because we want to talk about the nervous system a little bit later on as well. Absolutely. So lion's mane is the one that most people think of when they think about brain health, but also nervous system. Um, And that's because there's a lot of research going on with lion's mane at the moment, but it has been shown to 
uh, increase nerve growth factor and help with neuron repair and development. And also it reduces oxidative stress and lowers neuroinflammation. So all around just helps with the nervous system response and function and also with brain function. Uh, and there's a couple other mushrooms that do this as well. So shaga and reishi are also have affinities for the nervous system. Beautiful. So actually, let's just talk about the nervous system right now. Um, we actually get a lot mm -hmm. of people who come into the shop looking for remedies to help nourish their nervous system, to help with anxiety, to help with stress. Um, and a lot, I know a lot of your clients are the same. They're also customers, regular customers of ours too. Mm -hmm. And especially with the experiences that we've all had as a global community <laughs> last two and a half years, yes. um, it seems to be at the forefront of everybody's mind. So let's talk a little bit about what the nervous system actually is and what it does and specifically um, have a chat about the uh, sympathetic mode of the nervous system. Yeah, so we have different components to our nervous system and our nervous system is responsible for so many functions in the body. Uh, it's responsible for physical actions like breathing, but also with stress and uh, stress-related conditions. So we have one part of the nervous system that's called the autonomic nervous system. And within that, we have two different modes. So we've got the autonomic nerve, sorry, the sympathetic nervous system and the parasympathetic nervous system. And these are the ones that people probably have heard described as your fight or flight mode and your rest and digest mode. Um, and so back in the day, way back when, our ancestors would be in fight or flight mode when they were running from a threat, for example. And that helps to, it slows digestion, it slows reproductive ability, it uh, dilates the pupils and pumps blood into all of our muscles so that we can literally escape a threat. What this means is that our body is functioning very differently when it's in sympathetic nervous system dominance mode. Uh, or sympathetic nervous system mode. When we are in parasympathetic nervous system, rest and digest. So we can be relaxed. We can have blood flowing to all parts of the body as it should. We can digest really well. Our reproductive organs aren't compromised. Um, and that is the mode we should be in most of the time. Because of the stress that modern life presents, especially the last few years, unfortunately, uh, that means that our bodies are pushed into sympathetic dominance. So that means that our bodies are in sympathetic nervous system mode most of the time. And that's not ideal. That's not what we want. And from there can come a whole bunch of health symptoms that we don't want to see as a result of being in sympathetic nervous system dominance for a long period of time. Uh, with that, that can lead to hormonal issues and digestive issues and fatigue and weight gain and uh, exhaustion, anxiety, gallbladder issues, thyroid issues, and the list goes on. Beautiful. So what are some ways that people could actually support their nervous system so that it's, it's more in the parasympathetic mode? 
Yeah, so there's so many things we can do. And something I also wanted to mention is that our posture can also contribute to uh, triggering the sympathetic nervous system response. But that leads into me saying that we can do things that are postural or physical. So like seeing a chiropractor, um, doing specific stretches and exercises to support nervous system health. Uh, we can also look at what's going on in our environment. So are we using toxins that could be contributing to a stress response? You know, also dietary diet comes back to so much. It influences almost, well, no, it does influence every part of our body. It's incredible how much of an impact diet can make. Uh, mm -hmm. Also working on our mental health through, and, and that, that stress response trigger coming from the perception of something being stressful. Uh, so that can come through different therapies and it depends on who you are as to which one will be perfect for you. And, you know, there's a lot of factors. So some people will have more trauma than others. So different modalities will work better for them. And, you know, if you do have more trauma that you've experienced or a super, super heightened stress response, then it might take a little bit longer for you to regulate, but I do believe it's possible for everybody to have that kind of balance with the nervous system. I think a healthy nervous system just, it helps with so many different things. And I think a lot of people don't even expect that it can create those ripples into other things. For example, a healthy nervous system helps build your intuition um, it helps with your decision-making, your brain, like it's just, it's so all-encompassing. And I feel like it's definitely something that gets kind of slightly ignored. And it's almost like a, um, for some, it's almost like a badge, I guess, of, of honour to be stressed and to be in that sort of hustle mode mm -hmm. as well. So I feel like that's one of the things that you and I are just so passionate about is bringing people back to that state of non-hustle of, you know, embracing those little rituals in their life where they can have the pleasure of being slow um, and doing it in ways that, you know, really nourish instead of not nourish. Yeah. Instead of, yeah, contribute to the, to the problem. Definitely. And that's why we're actually working on a course together to help everybody to understand how to really care for themselves and nourish their nervous systems and get back to that baseline, which is really hard to find. <laughs> it is. Especially if you've been stressed for a long time. Mm, um, I... And some, some of us are even stressed from childhood. Like, you know, the tone is set from a very young age from watching the people around us and their responses to stress and also what comes through um, around, you know, birth. Exactly. Yeah, completely. So we are going to be creating a course together, which is really exciting, and it will be called uh, Nourishing the Nervous System. And it's not just going to be about things that you can take internally, but also things that you would do externally. Something else that is an interest that you and I share is uh, body oiling, specifically using, specifically using herbal body oiling. So do you want to just have a little chat about that? Yeah, I love body oiling and I think it's a super underrated practice and it goes hand in hand with another fantastic tool called gua sha. 
And it's basically working on the lymphatic system to help it to pump and clear out uh, metabolic, metabolic waste and other things. So uh, body oiling is such an easy, again, it's, it's akin to herbal teas in the way that it offers a very gentle, extremely safe way to experience herbal medicine uh, and a beautiful practice that can be super relaxing and it's definitely a very self-caring kind of activity to take part in and you can get the whole family involved as well like with through foot massage or shoulder massage with herbal oils and so I actually make herbal oils and I'm learning at the moment even more ways to make super strong potent herbal oils to just have in the home and work on but we can then go in and experiment also with our nervous system herbs like our nutritives and our nervine tonics and uh, anxiolytics to support our body and our nervous system through external application of herbal medicine. What's one of your favorite herbs that you would use in a body oil to nourish the nervous system? Oh, I mean, I think one of the key ones is definitely St. John's wort. Mm. Uh, St. John's wort has such an extensive history of being used for the nervous system and has such a strong affinity for the nervous system. And I love when I hear herbalists describe it as liquid sunshine, mm-hmm. St. John's wort oil. I think it's so beautiful, even though it's bright red, uh, the flowers of St. John's wort are yellow and they have a very strong energy of the sun and that brightness and that cheeriness. And St. John's wort has a lot of research around, again, nerve function uh, and nerve growth. So that's really cool too. I think when you grow St. John's wort, you get to know the plant a little bit and it's absolutely true. It just has this like cheery disposition. You can't help but smile when you're (laughs) around St. John's wort. It's lovely. I'm so excited. I'm growing it this year for the first time so that I can make the oil because the oil has to be made from, as we know, uh, as you and I know, fresh flowers. So I'm really excited to see how it turns out and see the flowers bloom. It does make it one of the more challenging herbal oils to make because you do need to be really careful when using fresh herb in oil. So Mm -hmm. I'm very excited to see how that turns out. It's going to be the most amazing potent medicine, I'm sure, because you've grown it yourself as well. Yes. Yes, I'm very excited. (laughs) Okay. Uh, So that's a almost time for us why don't you just tell everyone we've sort of gone over it already but why don't you just tell everyone where they can find you your website and maybe the days that you have in clinic yeah so uh you can find me on my website at grownwellness.com and online at on instagram i'm at hannahforest.naturopath and i am on facebook but i'm i'm more active on instagram (laughs) and uh, you can also email me anytime at admin at grownwellness.com. And then, oh, what was the question? <laughs> uh, days, of, days of clinic. Oh. In- yes. Um, so I'm Wednesdays and Fridays at the moment at Bohemian Farmhouse. So I'm also in there other days, but they're the clinic days that I practice. And I also do online. Beautiful. Okay. Oh, thank you so much for the chat today, Hannah. This was lovely. Uh, Thank you everyone for listening and we will see you next time. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here and for listening. 
I know your time is sacred and special and I really appreciate you spending yours with me. Thank you and until next time. Bye.